Welcome to another episode of the Yankee Nation podcast brought to you by New York Sports Nation. This will be our first Monday episode. Uh, we are recording at 1 p.m. Eastern time. There will be another episode coming out tomorrow, Tuesday, around the same time. Uh, for the first half of this episode, we're just going to get into weekly news and weekly feelings of a very interesting week in Yankee baseball and where the Yankees got swept by the Red Sox over this weekend. <sighs> Ryan, you want to start us off with some news? <laughs> yeah. Uh, how you guys, how you guys doing? Uh, you know, uh, very great weekend. Deep breath, deep breath. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously we're trying something new. Uh, we're going to do – we're releasing twice a week now. We're doing our usual news and talking points type of thing, and Brian's history will be in this episode and the episode yep. that comes in t- out tomorrow. We'll get into the nitty-gritty of what specifically happened in the last week of games. Um, so – to lead off, the first bit of news that I have is uh, Luis Severino made a rehab start. Uh, he was hitting 97 plus. Um, I, I have written down in my notes, can he hit? I, just kind of as a <laughs> uh, a funny thing because the last couple of years, you've we've acquired like uh, position players, and then every every reply on Twitter or Facebook is can he pitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, but now yeah. it's now it's Kenny hit and yeah. I have the same thing written down for Zach Britton who also did a rehab start um people were kind of freaking out that like oh he's starting what is going on here are we gonna use Zach Britton <laughs> as an oper- opener like no nah, they just they just want to get him <laughs> in the game as soon as possible yeah. um yeah I also have Kenny hit next to Zach, Brit- Zach Britton's <laughs> yes. name um I, I get that's good news, but um, you know, if you've been following this team, this is that's not solved the problems that this team has had. Um, Chris Gittens, he got called up. People have been calling us for him to get called up for weeks. Um, I, I was happy to see it. Like, uh, I was kind of laughing at like what his dad was saying on Saturday, but we'll, we'll kind of get. I, I, I think I'll save that for maybe uh, the episode that comes out tomorrow. Um, He's a true, just a typical three true outcomes guy. And, um, you know, I, I was kind of dreading, like, when when people see this guy play because, you know, that's who he is. And a lot of people in this fan base hate three true outcomes, including myself, because I don't think it's particularly as fun to watch, even though it might statistically be a little bit better as far as, like, being, like, trying to win games, you know. But, um, you know, that's just a that that's just baseball as a whole. And the, the whole problem with where the sport's heading. Uh, Phil Nevin, he's back as well. He had um, it came out that he had a bacterial infection. He tested positive for COVID. He, um, he's back in a dugout, not at third base yet. Uh, hopefully he's back soon. Um, that's all I have as far as like people coming back, injury updates and call-ups and send downs um anything you guys want to talk about uh, talk about as far as injuries go and anything else before i get into some overall talking points 
it's it's nice to have Britain and Severino pitching again. Like, I I don't I I like the idea of new fresh blood into this roster. I know they're later in June to July coming back, but uh, at least they'll light fires under some people, and some people will hopefully start to get nervous, which will then hopefully make them play better. But yeah, like, can they hit? I think I think that's my my favorite new tagline is can yeah. can we put Sevy in the batter's box and see what happens? I'll I'll settle for the Yankees actually getting the team to extra innings and having that guy on second base and sending a pitcher up to bunt. Yes. <laughs> just just to move him over so that maybe somebody else can launch a fly ball to the outfield and we get a run sack sack run in and we take the lead or we win the game or whatever. So but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take, you know, it used to be the pitchers were the ones that always practiced bunting. And um, sorry, there's me talking old school fundamentals again. Um, I love the fact that Phil is back now. Okay. I, we actually talked last week about him and he's the last of what I view the last of the old school uh, coaches that are affiliated with the Yankees. And, um, uh, but uh, he still has, doesn't he still have the IV in his arm? Right, he's he's wearing up something, and it's and it's up high. So. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, but but it's something that prevents him from being standing yep. at third base the whole game. Yep. Yeah. So I think, but the, uh, you know, <clears throat> love the fact that last night he went he went to town on uh, on the umpire, and I know we're we're talking games later and stuff, but just the fact that he's back and the fact that there's some fire coming out of that staff a little bit, um, is is a good thing. So. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, I think, you know, uh, you can't, you can't, you know, the games have to be played by the players. Okay. Uh, but, but the fire and the energy and all that can be anybody in the dugout and if Phil's there, that'll yeah. help. And so, something that I thought about just now with um, Severino is what we talk about, like bringing a fire and, you know, Severino is not afraid to bring the energy when he's performing well on the mound. I mean, you, yeah. he's, you see him like pump a 97 mile an hour fastball for a strikeout a bit in a big game. And, you know, he's pumped up, you know, uh, I don't think we see any of the other starters really doing that. Like they'll, they'll get excited, but you know, you won't see them <laughs> as demonstrative yeah. as Sevy is when he gets a big strikeout. Um, Cole, I, I am excited to have back Cole Cole is Cole is definitely intense and like yeah in a different way Tyone you've seen Tyone do it once or twice yeah 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 um I'm excited for Severino to be back and not have like the pressure of being the ace like yeah yeah like you you got Cole I I think that'll be a good dynamic and (laughs) hopefully some of the other issues on this team can uh yeah follow suit and being uh fixed not completely yeah. fixed because i don't know how realistic that is but yeah getting better um, at least um, you're starting to see some cracks in the reliever core a little bit over the last few games yeah. 
and and I think Britain will uh, will inject another another bit of veteran leadership and, and stability in an otherwise group yeah. that's uh, that's hung on really well and, and stayed true to task. But yeah, um, and O'Day will be coming back at some point too. Um, yeah. the, anything else before we get into other just general topics, guys? You made me think of you made me remind myself of when Sevi was like called up and was like starting out like Tanaka was there and like he yeah. was kind of and we didn't realize how good he was or the level that he could reach until like a little in and we were kind of just like oh Tanaka's the ace and then Sevi's coming in as the backup and that's where he really flourished and then when he was yeah. the ace he flourished but it was a lot of pressure on him. I think having Cole, yeah, like what you said, Ryan, like that's kind of like a yeah. perfect mix for him to have, to be that like B plus and not the ace. And somebody Take just it. to remind him, somebody just to remind him to relax on the mound. Remember yeah. Tanaka did that once or twice. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and there were other guys that were that were doing that too because Sevi would, would get full of it all and he'd be overcharged for the yeah, game. I mean, we, we saw the, the twins wild card game that yep. they ended up yep. winning, but he didn't, he didn't get more than one out. Yep. Um, yep. You know, I, I'm excited to have him back. They're going to handle him with gloves and rightfully so, because, you know, we seen what happened with Syndergaard and uh, having him pitch on extra rest. I think that's probably a smart thing, but um, if they can yep. get anything out of him. That would be great. Um, transitioning. One of the biggest things to come out league wide. This isn't really, Yankee specific news. Um, the MLB is going to start cracking down on the foreign substances. They're going to start checking pitchers eight to 10 times during the game, which is, I, I'm, I am glad this is happening because I mean, it, it's the narrative around it has always been, Oh, we're just using it. So for grip and so we can safely avoid hitting batters in the head. But if you really look at it, it, that's not what has ha- has been happening because um, pitchers are throwing harder than ever and hit by pitches are at an all time high and, and they're really just using it for spin rate, the, the unreal spin rate. And, um, you know, we, of course people bring up Garrett Cole uh, all the time um, as far as this, and he is someone who has nor- notoriously used this stuff, but, but I, I think maybe 90% of the league is, and um, yeah. I'm glad the league is some, doing something about it. Yeah. They need to have some balance. They, they need to yeah. have some balance back in the game. And, and right now the pitchers are winning every battle. And, and, yeah. and if this is one of the main reasons for it, plus the dead and ball, um, then, you know, then, uh, then, you know, right now, that's why we're seeing everybody just strike out or a fly ball to, to, to deep left field that used to go out to the, you know, 10, 12 rows yeah. out last year. So. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully it combats that a little bit. It makes the games more, a little more fun to watch this year. Um, yeah. I, I mean, get, at least get some more action on the base pass. I mean, it won't help the ball fly farther, but you know, yeah. Um, anything else on that? I, I just think that there's a difference between like using like regular sticky stuff and then I'm scrolling through YouTube yeah. and John Boy comes out with a video kind of explaining the whole thing 
and like I would I haven't been like super involved in like the stuff, but he's talking about like they're using like glue and like they're making concoctions that like yeah, uh, and that's it, that's yeah. that's different. That is different that, from yeah. like you, like he was talking about like people are using like sunscreen. I'm like okay, like that's something that you're using on your body, and then like sure yeah. There's a difference between using pine tar for grip during a cold <laughs> playoff game to avoid yeah lose it like the ball yeah. is just so tacky in a cold game where you can't really yeah. locate it mm-hmm. and and <laughs> the stuff they're using now putting is like, super glue in your glove like there's yeah there's a difference between using something that's already been in the game of baseball and just using it to your advantage yeah to bringing is, in is a this- foreign substance into the game yeah does this give a new definition to the gasoline lab (laughs) (laughs) gas station yeah gas station you know is it was it more of a laboratory instead of just a station yeah (laughs) let's mix up a few things who knows (laughs) who knows knows? um uh moving on uh i have a i have just a stat that once again, shows how the Yankees' offense is underperforming. We talked about how they're not getting runners on and they're not getting the runners into home plate when they are getting on last week. They're last in the league when it comes to that. And the Yankees overall this year have three three-run home runs the whole season. And we're, what, 60 games in? <laughs> that's yeah. not good and only the pirates have less and you know pittsburgh pirates aren't exactly the model franchise right now <laughs> so yeah not very good uh not much else to add to that other than it just shows how disappointing this offense has been yeah is this the place to talk about their division record yeah go ahead yeah all right so uh, they wrapped up the uh, this. We'll talk about the series, but they wrapped up this latest round of 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 uh, AL East division teams. Um, they're they're now just about fifty percent. They're three games short of being fifty percent through their division the, the division uh, play. They're supposed to play seventy six games. They'll play seventy six games against um, all all four division teams, uh, nineteen each, and. They are 14 and 21, eight games to seven games below 500 there. But more importantly, they are 10 games back in the loss column of the number three team, the Toronto Blue Jays. And they're even further back against the Rays and against the Red Sox. So, uh, you know, the, we, we talked a little bit about last week, last week about how division games are a double count. You know, you basically, if you if if you can win them, you're putting a loss in the other team's column and the, on the on the most teams you're playing and stuff. But if you lose them, you're putting a win in the other column. So you're losing a game, and somebody else is gaining a win in that column, and they that that doesn't help you try to overcome these teams. So you're four, you're six and a half games back now. Um, you even if you reverse this going through the rest of the time, you'll end up at 500 and against the division. And Ryan, what was that record in 2019 against the AL yeah. East? So to put into in, it into perspective, the the Yankees already have 21 losses against the division this year. All of 2019, they had 
22. Uh, they won. They went 54 and 22 in 2019 against the division. And of course, they ran away with the AL East that year. Yep. Makes sense. <laughs> Beat yep. your division opponents, you're probably going to win the division. Um, yep. Yankees haven't done that this year. <laughs> That's a big scare. They're going to play all these other teams now. Again, their biggest challenge. They did great against the White Sox. They, you know, they they gave it all back against the Tigers. And 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 so it's 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 not like they're they're, they're just not a team that uh, can afford to lose anymore uh, in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. And and that's and that's that's the challenge that they have put themselves in for the rest of the season is that they really should be managing every game right now to win the game, not not to rest people. So, but yeah. that's another story. So. Yeah, that's that's definitely maybe that's something. your maybe that's your lead in for what you want to talk about, or or were you going to save that uh, for the for the series? I, I stuff? think that's that's something I want to hit on this episode because there's people. Uh, I, this isn't even a talking point that I had, but like the, there's people that want to like place blame on one thing, but no man, place blame on the organization top to bottom, from Hal Steinbrenner to Brian Cashman to. Aaron Boone to the players yep. everyone deserves it <laughs> yep. Yep. Everyone, everyone deserves to be accountable for what's gone on um Hal Steinbrenner for setting the budget low when we had other things that we could have improved on this team during a world series contention window you know and because he set that budget low we have DJ for probably two extra years than we wanted to sign him. I mean, I I thought they did okay with the AAV, the $15 million a year, considering the budget that they had, but you know, he's underperformed so far. I'm optimistic that he won't be this bad, but you know, he hasn't been what we hoped. And um, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of other problems with this team, but the next thing um, relates to Brian Cashman and how just this team is uh, constructed poorly. Um, the infield defensive alignment, we talked about it last week where like, Oh, if, if we make the playoffs, like uh, what are we comfortable with? Um, who are we comfortable with starting? And we brought up the defensive alignment of Gio at short DJ at third and Glaber at second base. So the defensive alignment we feel best about in the playoffs has your third baseman playing shortstop, your second baseman playing third base, and your shortstop playing second base. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, to go into that, to go further into that, the situation right now, you have your backup third baseman playing left field. You have the worst defensive outfielder in Clint, Clint Frazier playing yeah. substantial amount of right field because we love to rest our DH who can't DH every day, and we have our best defensive player <laughs> out, uh, not even playing right field half the time. I don't think he's played right field three days in a row. Uh, a lot of that is because Stanton was out, but that's another problem. <laughs> Just a comedy of errors, you know. Uh, the the team is not uh, like there's just a a quandary of uh, defensive issues, <laughs> and we don't even have consistently we don't really even have two defenders we feel great about uh usually in the lineup and then we take our best second baseman and we play him for defensive purposes at first base at the end of every game that we're ahead yeah and in dj <laughs> yeah 
But flexibility, <laughs> but, but gosh, we love that flexibility. We love that multiple, <laughs> multiple aspects. I feel like I'm talking about the Giants when I talk about people having to have multiple talents, yeah. right? But right. here we are with the Yankees in their infield. Yeah. yeah. It shows how I, different I, the sports is, sports are, because I feel great about like how the Giants love versatility and they can yep. use their, you know, they, they can confuse other teams with that. But, you know, baseball is a different, different animal. <laughs> Okay, we have to unleash the hounds. Jose, go. <laughs> I just I just wanted to sit back and, you know, listen to everything you guys were saying. And it's just, like, why is there so many issues? Like, early in this season, we were, we were bad offensively, and it was okay because dead end balls, everybody's bad offensively. Now, every time I open my – Twitter app to, you know, I'm a sports fan, so I'm looking through soccer stuff, basketball stuff, football stuff, and every once in a while, there's a Katie Sharp tweet that just, for some reason, brings me to the saddest depths of sadness in Yankee land all the time. I go through my Twitter app, and it's just... Sometimes you don't want to know things because you know it will hurt. And that's like those tweets like that we only have three, three, three run home runs and the Pirates have one. And like, that's the two lowest. We can't hit the ball. We can't beat the teams in our division. We're what? Six and a half run, six and a half wins out of third place. I just had to Google to make sure that the playoffs are back to their regular format and they're not 16 teams. Now they're 10 teams again. So you have to either win or get into the wild card. We're not, I I didn't even want to check where we are in the wild card because that's going to be a whole other issue. I'm between what is the saying? Oh, a rock and a hard place where I, I, I don't know where my issue with is the Yankees. I'm, I'm kind of just, we have a weird defensive infield. We can't hit the ball. Our starting pitching is okay, but is overtaxed. Our bullpen is pretty good. And now it's extremely overtaxed to where everybody's not doing so great. It's kind of like, Okay, here's your good news. Okay, I, uh, the, the the Yankees are only two and a half games out of the wild card. Oh, but but here's the bad news: the Kansas City Royals are right on their tail. Let me say that again: the Kansas City Royals are right. Teams right behind us are Kansas City, Seattle. Those are the two teams behind us, and you know we have. Toronto, Cleveland ahead of us, yeah, um, and the second wild card wild card team is Houston right now. I um, just <laughs> the Yankees so they, would need to have a great second half, right? That's what that's yeah. what we would want to make a clear playoff thing and maybe a wild card berth. Mm-hmm. What would need to happen for that to happen? 
they need a hit. They need to start hitting extra base hits. They need to hope and pray that the bullpen stays intact and it doesn't, you know, these, these little cracks in the, in, that we're starting to see in the foundation doesn't turn into anything more than just a, a simple crack and a repair. They need to have the starters go six plus innings and keep it under three runs because we can't score any more than three runs. Yeah. So, you know, that, they, that's the other sharp, sharp stat, Katie, sharp, whatever stat. I wanted to bring up was the Yankees are 0 and 18 when allowing 15 plus runs this season. No team five since runs. 19 yeah. five runs. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No team since 1901 has finished a season without winning a game when allowing five plus runs. So it's not even like, Oh, baseball hitting is down. Yes. That sucks. It's down abnormally for the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. The Yankees are historically bad. Like, there's a difference between being average. Like, I'd be okay if the Yankees were a little bit below average, but they're historically bad right now. And going into the season, I'm pretty sure I said this a few times in the start of our show and podcast that the least concerned I was about this team was it's hitting because I know they're going to hit. And that's why I thought we can make it to the world series because our pitching had improved a whole lot. And I knew the bats were going to come and I no longer feel confident in that statement. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's no longer early. It's not late, but it's no longer early. It's June. We're 60 games in. We got, what? Well, I mean, one quarter of the season done. Yeah. I mean, over that, we're like, yeah, over a third a of the third. way through. We got three weeks, we're halfway through the season. <laughs> and yeah, like, they, oh, yeah, to, be, right. to be clear, like, the, it's, it's still there for the taking for them, but they could still have a great second half and be like the second wildcard team as well. Um, it, it's, <laughs> It's not very fun. It's a bit of a letdown, you know, team that those like 2013 through 2016 teams, the expectations weren't there really. Um, That was kind of overshadowed by like Jeter retirement tour, Mariano Rivera retirement tour. But um, yeah, the expectation wasn't that like, Oh, this team can make the world series. The expectation was like, Oh, maybe that can, they can be a wildcard team. Um, it's time to adjust the expectations because this team has shown flaws that aren't going to fix themselves um, because of the players that they are running out every day. Um, (laughs) You know, teams that, I mean, guys that the guys that are hitting their defensive problems and the guys that aren't hitting, they're like the, the defensive guys that we feel better about. So you can't really put them both in at the same time. (laughs) And then you have the Clint Frazier's who are, doing both so yeah and the anduhars so i don't yeah yeah and the last thing i have before we wrap up this um first this first episode of just news um just a little uh activity i guess that i have is like wave your magic wand if you could choose one player on this team to start performing up to expectations um, who would you pick? Um, I, I think I'll go last because I think I, I could 
I, I got a couple in, in mind that I can uh, that I think are good. Are we allowed to pick the same person or no? Uh, let's let's do three. Let's try to do three different ones. Three different. So, so I have two. So Brian, you can go. You have two. I okay, have two. I can only I can only think of DJ Lemayhu. Yeah. Okay. If DJ Lemayhu performs to expectations, he's batting three twenty. And, and I'm, I'd be okay with that for the rest of the season. He just adjusted. I mean, he's had some hard luck, but he's also, you know, uh, had, had some just bad at bats. And, and I think he's just got to, you know, if, if he performs starting off every game, it sets the tone for the game. Okay. Then you have something, then you have Aaron judge getting some, some um, <clears throat> productivity, productivity from his at bats some yep. run production from his at-bats. Yeah, and uh, and you can do it. And it starts putting pressure on right from the get-go, you know? Uh, so, so yeah, I think if DJ can perform to expectations, we, we, could see, we could see that have a domino effect on everybody in terms of picking everybody up. Yeah, I, right. I totally agree with that. That one, that was, that was my first one. Like That's the obvious one. Well, thanks for letting, yeah, thanks down for letting to me everyone. go first because you know, <laughs> that allowed me to not have to think so much. So Yeah. <laughs> and then I think there's two others, but I think the one I'm going to go with is Stanton because Stanton being hot, we already saw this season and he was on fire. And if we could just get like, what, one third of that, I'd be okay. And he's like not even playing at one third of that right now. And I know he's he's eventually gonna get to that, and like that's fine and all that. Or at least I hope he's eventually gonna get to close to that again. Mm-hmm. I just if you have him, DJ, and Judge doing their thing, like that could be five runs a game, just those two, just those three. So yeah, and then. Gio and Torres are going to do their thing too, but like you're like Stanton and DJ are like vital pieces. They're high on the payroll. They need to play at least close to those standards. And yeah, yeah. And part part of the the thing with Stanton is like he, he's got just got to play. And yeah, you know, um, if he plays, he should. He's streaky, but he's going to have those unreal hot streaks like he did have. Uh, earlier in this season when he was carrying our offense. Um, yeah. I'm curious to see if Jose had said he had two, and I'm curious to see if um, the, the guy that I have in mind is the guy, the other person that he had. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Glaber Torres. Um, mm-hmm. And I, correct. yeah. And this isn't even saying that like he's been bad recently. He's actually had some big hits recently. Um, he's hitting for average and he's striking out less, but yeah. just the power's down. I mean, the the Yankees could use a little <laughs> a little more power to, to make up for some of the other players that you just don't really have much hope for uh, in the lineup right now. And um, he sh- – he, uh, uh, he's quietly, kinda, yeah. He's quietly moved himself up to this to to just behind to being behind Judge as the as the second best hitter on the team. Yeah, yeah, and you know it, it's 
it just shows how um, disappointing the rest of the lineup is when like this guy is, this guy has been pretty decent, you know, uh, ever. I mean, he had the unreal weekend against the White Sox, but you know, yeah. the, I mean, I'm not asking for 2019 38 homer year, obviously, you know, um, but I mean, some doubles, you know, <laughs> he had a, he had a nice yeah. hit last night, but you know, uh, I, I think that's one of the clear ones. He's one of the most important players on this team and also him performing up to expectations would make Yankee feel, fans feel better about having him long-term because he's one of the guys that the Yankees are depending on being a cornerstone player yeah. for them for years yeah. to come. I think if, if I, think I could offer, if, a, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, just a quick statement in the sense of like the Stanton and Torres thing. Like they're not playing horrible, but if they were yeah. playing up to their averages, that and on top of DJ playing up to his averages, like that would change the whole offense and would judge hitting the way that he is at like beyond all star level with like he's been elite. Like you can now talk about, all right, we have four guys. Yeah. And then Geo, who we're comfortable with hitting. Yeah. And that's going to put up some runs. And that's like, you can't just run out, judge every night being the sole hitter. Like, yeah. He's the only one that walks up there with a bat, and the rest don't know what they're doing. So, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, last thing before I think we'll get into the Brian's history and wrap up this episode is we've been dreaming about Aaron judge staying healthy for years now and it's happening. And we always thought if we just get Aaron judge healthy and Stanton relatively healthy for majority of a season, that this team would be unreal. And it's just it's unfortunate that the first year that that seems to be happening and I don't want to jinx anything because, you know, imagine where this team would be without judge in the lineup. <laughs> um, you know, it, it would be, uh, it'd be brutal to watch, but um, th- this team is uh, not doing Aaron judge any favors. He's asked to do too much. He needs some help. <laughs> you know, when, when it, when it's time for somebody to get on base, he does it. When it's time for somebody, I mean, he, for him to go first to third last night was, just, I mean, first to home last night on uh, Torres's double was just beautiful thing to watch. I mean, uh, but, you know, you're not going to see him try to steal a lot of bases, although he could, um, yeah. you know, and, and, and stuff. I, you know, <clears throat> you're right. He's trying to do too much. I, I tell you, if there was another guy I'd like to see a little more out of, it'd be Geo. Okay, yeah. only only from the perspective of he's been clutch, and you can't ask for right now with our lineup the way it is. Him in the number four or five hole is always you know is, is a good thing, um, uh, and, and but you can't but but his his on, on base percentage is not a whole lot higher than his batting average. Yeah, and and uh, and so in, in when you you know the, the toughest part is when you look at this you got DJ LeMahieu and you got Aaron Aaron Judge leading the team in runs scored at 33 and 32 apiece and there isn't anybody else on the team at 20 and oh and 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 so you know it just it just goes to it goes to show you how the lower half of the lineup is is just 
void, not void, void, V-O-I-D. You know, there's just nothing there. So um, anyway, but yeah, I'd like to see a little more. You know, you hope that, uh, and you know, Miggy can, can maintain because that's what's keeping him in the lineup is his occasional dingers. So, yeah. Yeah, just shows how you want. I mean, there's some players we have we are losing hope on, but you want you just want you just want more from the players that we were expecting to be great coming into this season. Yeah, yeah. it's it's more of like frustrating because I feel like we got used to these the last couple of years of this Yankee offense being amazing and being like pretty much dominant not dominant but above average where they were always in the top eight of offenses and you always felt comfortable i feel like we're more angry now that there's expectations and there is a history and a pattern of being good and now that it's not we're not happy yeah. Any any last points, guys? I think we covered most of it. All right. So on that Brian, note, did you have anything? <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, no, I'm. I'm. Uh, you know, last week I, you know, Jose rightfully chastised me because I said, "Come on, guys, we can't get too low." And then by the end of the broad podcast, I was like lower than everybody, and I was like, you know, yeah, and 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 calling us soft and. And, uh, and you know what, after a week of games, it's not like we're, we haven't changed any of that philosophy. We haven't changed any of that belief. And, uh, in some cases it's only gotten worse, but, but, we didn't uh, even, you know, we didn't even get into well, what, what have, what have they given us? Right. You know, we're right. right we're yeah. rightfully saying these things. So, yeah. Yeah. The season, the season's young. Come on, we can do better. <laughs> uh, hold on. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Brian's history. <laughs> Woo. But in in the spirit of hitting, and in the spirit of in the spirit of trying to will us back to a point, you know, um, 13, 13 years ago today, Johnny Damon went six for six against his original team, the Kansas City Royals, and the Yankees eked out a twelve to eleven win, and um, Johnny was the first Yankee to collect six hits at Yankee Stadium. Um, he might still be the only Yankee to collect six hits in one game at Yankee Stadium. I don't know about that, but um, but the best part was six for six. Okay, and, and and he was always at the, you know, up in up in the early part of the lineup uh, throughout everything, a table setter when we had him. And uh, you know, I, I I I lean on the fact that 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 uh, we can do that again, and that can be DJ someday. You know, I'll take a four for four from DJ. I'll, you know. I'll, I'll take Stanton going two for four, you know, with maybe one home run, you know, but, but let's get some offense back. Uh, the other thing a year earlier than that on this day in 2007, Joe Torrey won his 2000th game as a manager. And I think for the, for, you know, and when you think about it, he, you know, he was a manager for the Mets, the Braves and the Dodgers. Okay. Uh, aside from the Yankees and and of course, the majority of his wins were as the Yankee manager and stuff. But he also happens to have the distinction of being a manager that has collected 2,000 wins as, as well as a player. 
that has collected over 2,000 hits. So, so there you go. That's a little tidbit for the day. So, I would I would say that these Yankee history things are very good for me because it gives you something to look I'm, forward based on history. You can look forward. Yeah. Yeah. And then on top, like. I'm more of a right now sports guy because I really like sports. So I try to get all the information now and I leave out some of the history. So it's always cool to get flashbacks, especially in this trying time in Yankee history. All right. So uh, on that note, uh, that is the end of the first half of this week's podcast. Um, This is going to be coming out probably shortly on monday around maybe two or three and then tomorrow will be the second half which is like ryan brought up earlier the more deep dive nitty-gritty stuff into the games most lead the red Sox sweep and you can listen to that on tuesday at 1 p.m eastern time thank you for listening and definitely check out tomorrow's episode thank you very much